Yo, this is David, back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 128. Uh, yeah, thanks for bearing with me. Normally I like to post these things on Sunday nights, you know, start the week off right with a fresh episode. Um, but yeah, I had a camping trip with my son, which was planned and everything, but I thought uh, I got a little overzealous, I guess. Thought I could knock out all of this um, beforehand and post it when we got back from the trip and all that and it just I didn't get I didn't have enough time all the prep work and everything for uh, getting stuff ready for camping uh, I just didn't leave me enough time to knock out this episode so um, taking care of it now so this thing should be posted uh, hopefully Wednesday night as opposed to Sunday night so I apologize for that delay but thanks for uh, for your patience there all right Let's get things rolling here. We're going to Sweden. This is uh, honestly one of my favorite, or it is my favorite, um, of that old school Swedish scene. Um, the band is Grave, and they've been going since 88. They had a little bit of a hiatus there from 96 uh, to 2000. And uh, of course the 90s material was great. And honestly, everything after they reformed uh, has been pretty great. The first album when they reformed was called Back From The Grave, and that one was kind of just meh. But uh, the albums since then have all been excellent. It's been forever since they've released one. I don't know really what the holdup is, really. But um, I'm definitely uh, clamoring for a new one from them. And um, they just kind of haven't really done anything. But um, I'm going to play something from that kind of second era of the band. Um, whenever they reformed in 2000 with that album Back From The Grave, they actually had their original drummer back for that album. Um, but then he left again. So they got another drummer whose name is escaping me at the moment, but he was really overqualified, honestly. Uh, excellent drummer, really precise. Uh, he did a lot more kind of complex patterns. He did blast beats a lot more often than they ever used in the past. That's not really something they've utilized much before or since, really. After he left, um, they've used drummers that have a more kind of stripped-down, old-school style. Uh, but yeah, for these couple of albums on which he played... Um, the drumming was really exceptional. Uh, this album in particular is uh, from 2006. It's called As Rapture Comes. It's their seventh album out of 11, I think they're up to now. But this was released through Century Media, and it was clear that this was kind of at their peak of um, the label really investing a lot of money in, into production and time and promotion for this album and the packaging for the CDs and the artwork and everything was really good. Um, they were really pushing, you know, Grave heavily at this time and uh, the production is, is fantastic. It's probably the best sounding album they've had. Uh, but the songs are great. I mean, the riffs are really good. The drumming, as I said, is, is really good. Uh, there's even a cool Alice in Chains cover as a bonus track on this album. Uh, I think they covered uh, Them Bones, if I remember right. But uh, yeah, even this song here, you know, doesn't sound like th their Swedish counterparts. You know what I mean? Like, they don't sound like Entombed. They don't sound like Dismember. Uh, they just kind of have a unique feel to their riffs. And uh, the thing I love about them is that they're not afraid to really doom it out and like slow the tempos down and have some real doomy sections in their songs. And I've always just liked the diversity of their tunes with their tempos. And and yeah, this song is a great one. It's a memorable one. There's a lot of memorable ones on this album. So here we go off of the 2006 album As Rapture Comes. This is Grave with Through Eternity.
there we go that was grave with through eternity um i'm choking on my coffee here that's an excellent record um as i said pretty much everything they've they've done you know there's maybe one record from the last one they did in the 90s from 96 wasn't very good and then the first one when they reformed wasn't very good but everything else has been really good and i'm waiting for a new album from them and i've been waiting for years <laughs> so hopefully they do something soon um because even their members like they'll post videos of themselves just kind of jamming around doing covers and stuff on playing guitar and and i'm like well clearly they're still active musicians and uh surely they want to work on music right i don't know but they've been uh, taking their sweet time i don't really know what the deal is there but anyways we're going to moscow russia here this is a one-man band it's been going since 2017 called malist and i didn't really know much about them uh until recently because i was kind of looking up you know anybody that has seen my uh my personal facebook page i post every friday i'll post a list of whatever new good you know uh, music is coming out that day whether it's a single or an album or just whatever so i check that stuff and make a little list and i post it on fridays but yeah this was one that i saw that was coming out um that i had not heard of so i checked them out and uh and thought it was pretty good it was pretty good black metal um, kind of has some like middle period Gorgoroth vibes to it as far as the riffs go, uh, where they're still you know pretty uh, intense and everything, but there's a certain melodic quality to them uh, that you kind of get from uh, like the Under the Sign of Hell, uh, Gorgoroth or Destroyer, you know that kind of era. Um, but yes, Malist, uh, they're coming out with a new album called As I Become Darkness. It's coming out on November 11th of this year through Northern Silence Productions. That's going to be uh, his fourth album. But uh, released a new single off of it, and um, it's really good. I, I haven't haven't really dove... I checked out their the previous album, the third album, but I have not checked out the first two. But the third album was really good, and this single's really good, so uh, I'm going to definitely make note of this and be checking it out when the full album is out because uh, I really dig this stuff. So here we go off of the upcoming album as i become darkness this is malist with the death bell
that was Malice from Russia with The Death Bell. Really cool tune. Uh, and as I said, that album's coming out November 11th. All right, we're going to Vienna, Austria here. This band has been going since 2016, and I was first uh, made aware of them by my friend Dave up in the Seattle area. Um, I was up there visiting last year, and he uh, showed me a couple of music videos of theirs. The band is Theotoxin. And uh, they're releasing a new record on October 28th of this year called Fragment Totenruh, which is coming out on AOP Records. Fourth album overall, and they've released a couple of singles off of it now, and I'm going to play one of them. Um, But they're great. I mean, it's just very, very much black metal aesthetically and just a very dark sound that they have, but they're still heavy enough to where you could call it uh, black death metal Um, they kind of just blend it all together and they do it really well Uh, the vocals are kind of a lower register I think musically I get some um, I could hear some comparisons maybe to a band like Negator but vocally it's totally different Negator you know um, their singer Noctgarm sings in a much higher uh, delivery there and this is much more of a kind of a filthy mid-range to lower, you know, uh, end delivery. And it works really well, uh, and the music videos were really cool. (laughs) So I really dug that when I was up there. Um, But yeah, these new singles are good. I'm very curious how the album as a whole will be. The last one was excellent, so I'm sure this one will be. But uh, yeah, the single's really cool, so here we go. Off of their upcoming album, this is Theotoxin with World Burn For Us.
All right, there we go. That's Theotoxin from Austria. Some great riffing going on in these new singles. Um, all right, we're jumping back to Sweden here out of Stockholm. Very influential band. Been going since 84. That is Candlemass. I love Candlemass. Even the albums that people really did not care about at all <laughs> in the late 90s and stuff. Uh, I still enjoy those too, but... Um, but yeah, their last album, uh, what the hell was it called? The Door to Death, I believe it was called. Um, was massively successful because of the return of their original vocalist. Um, I, for one, was iffy on that because they had Mats Levin as their vocalist and uh, he really didn't do anything wrong. They're still friends with him and everything, but they just kind of decided he wasn't a good fit. For Candlemass, at least, so then they cut him loose and got the original singer back, but uh, there were several songs on uh, The Door to Death that I'm just like, man, I think this would sound better with Matt's singing it, <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is, but uh, yeah, they're going to release a new album uh, called Sweet Evil Sun on November 18th through Napalm Records. This will be their 13th album overall. And uh, they've released two singles now, one of which is the title track, which I'm about to play for you. But uh, the first single really didn't do a lot for me. It was called Scandinavian Gods. And it wasn't bad, but it was just very generic and plain Jane, and the riffing was not particularly interesting. The vocals sounded good. Um, but yeah, it was just kind of a lazy... Um, just no energy to it at all. And I get that they're a Doom band, of course. It's going to be slower not everything has to be up tempo but um but yeah i don't know it just kind of felt like a candle mass on autopilot or something but um this new one the title track that they released is uh, is much more in line with what i want to hear from them because their old stuff from the 80s they had some really good catchy memorable riffs it wasn't about just creating this kind of sludgy doom you know um soundscape it, it was uh it was more about some playing some actual cool notes and stringing together some cool riffs. So I feel like uh, Scandinavian Gods did not have that, but this title track definitely does have some uh, some proper riffs in it that remind me of the old days. So yes, I'm, uh, I mean, they're one of those bands that I love, and I'm going to check out the record no matter what, even if the singles they release were terrible or something like that. I'm still going to check out the whole album when they release it, so... Here we go, off of, uh, off of the upcoming album, Sweet Evil Sun. This is Candlemass with Sweet Evil Sun. Sweet, sweet evil sun The battle for your love has begun 
There we go, that's Candlemass with Sweet Evil Sun off of their upcoming album of the same name. Yeah, that's definitely more in line with what I'm used to hearing and what I expect to hear from Candlemass. Uh, Johan sounds great. Uh, for a man of his age, his voice is held up uh, very well. Um, all right, let's move on here to Germany. This is another one-man band that's been going since 2005. I really only first heard of them maybe about a year and a half ago. Is probably the first time I played them on the podcast. The band is called Cold World, and um, they just released. I keep. I always do this. It's a one-man band, and I still say they, but whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, this guy. <laughs> Just released his third album called Isolation uh, on September 30th of this year through Eisenwald. And that was uh, his first record in six years. Um, always heard good things, but uh, you just don't really see them much in the public eye because this guy doesn't release music uh, that terribly often. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's obvious. He's been doing this for 17 years now and, and has only released these three albums. But uh, this new one has gotten a lot of, uh, of praise from what I've seen so far, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, whenever it came out, I listened to it start to finish on the day it came out and thought it was great. A lot of really good atmosphere. Um, I like the variety within the songs as well. Like the, Some of these songs are straight-up atmosphere from start to finish, and uh, other ones take a more aggressive approach, and uh, some of them just blend all of that together within the same song pretty much. Um, but the album title, Isolation, is just fitting for the overall mood of the songs as well. Uh, and he's always kind of had that style um, to his stuff anyways, but it's just all done amplified and done uh, even better on this new one. Um, so yeah, he's been on a slow yet upward trajectory <laughs> throughout his career. So here we go. This is off of the brand new album, Isolation. This is Cold World with Wounds.
right. As that fades down, there we go. That's Cold World from Germany with Wounds off of the new album Isolation. Yeah, like that opening riff sounds like straight off of a Zaster, you know, album. And then it just turns from that kind of cold and ugly vibe at the beginning to something kind of beautiful there at the end. Um, all right, we're going back to Sweden here. Just keep jumping on back. Back to Stockholm, in fact. This band's been going since 2012 in one form or another. The band is Just Before Dawn. And they, kind of much like Bolt Thrower, focus on war um, themes with the lyrics and imagery and album covers and all that kind of stuff. Um, but they have always written some really good death metal, and they seem to be fans of utilizing a lot of, of guest vocalists on every album. So if there's 12 songs on an album, they might have six or seven different singers on the record just singing different songs, which some people really like. I'm not as big on that. I kind of like the continuity of having just a single singer, like Dave Ingram from Benediction, uh, did guest vocals on a couple of their albums, I believe, and, and I think he did some live shows with them as well. So he was kind of the closest thing they had to a steady, permanent vocalist for a while there, but then he eventually kind of, uh, once he kind of rejoined Benediction, he had to kind of uh, trim some of the projects that he was affiliated with, to, So just because he didn't have time for all of this stuff, so he ended up leaving just before dawn. And uh, I assume they're working on a new record. They just released a standalone single back in April with uh, the singer Remco Kreft from uh, Graceless and Soulburn. Um, he's the guitar player, one of the guitar players in Soulburn, and he does uh, guitar and vocals in Graceless. And I love Graceless, they're great. And they just released a new one as well that's really good. But uh, yeah, this single, it's called We Will Rise. And that came out, as I said, uh, back in April of this year. And that was the first song they've done with him on vocals. And as far as I know, he's listed as like their permanent, you know, sole vocalist. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to do, you know, a bunch of guest vocalists on what, their, their next album. It'll probably just be this guy for the whole thing, which is cool. I like his voice. And uh, I dig this tune as well. But yeah, with Bolt Thrower not being around anymore... Um, it's nice to kind of have bands like this kind of still carrying the torch and doing something kind of similar. So yes, Just Before Dawn, they've only got four records. Uh, their last one came out in 2020, so um, I'm not sure, like I said, not sure if they're working on a new one to come out next year or not. I assume so, but, um, but yeah, this one I think you can only get it on their Bandcamp page. Um, I mean, that's where I had to get it. I had to kind of dig around to find it. But uh, but I got it, <laughs> and I dig it. So if you like it, find it and buy it. I think it's like $2 or something like that. So here we go. Not sure if this will end up on an album or not, but here we go from Sweden. This is Just Before Dawn with We Will Rise.
that fades down that was just before dawn from sweden with the song we will rise featuring remco kreft from graceless and Soulburn on vocals uh yeah i hope he sticks around as their permanent vocalist because i dig his voice and it just goes well with their music uh all right we're going to canada here out of ottawa this band has been going since 1980 and they are just kind of some classic speed metal kind of thrashy kind of just 80s speed metal vibe there the band is exciter and um i've always liked exciter haven't listened to them much recently but uh, my french friend chris um he was just kind of in a, in a mood recently so he's been listening to like nothing but 
just 80s speed metal stuff and sending me pictures of uh, the vinyls that he's bought or that he's listening to and stuff like that. So he's been on an exciter kick recently, so it kind of prompted me to go back and listen to some of the classic albums of theirs from the 80s, and it's fun. <laughs> They're a great band, and it's, uh, it's a band that I haven't really listened to much in recent years, so it was kind of fun to go back and listen to some of those again. Uh, I kind of do that with like Flotsam and Jetsam and stuff too, like I'll move on, listen to other things, and they'll release a new album, and I'll listen to the new album and like it, but then like every once in a while I'll just be like, you know, I feel like listening to Doomsday for the Deceiver again. <laughs> I haven't listened to it in a while. So yes, I'm going to play something off of their second album. I think they've released 11 or 12 now. I think 11. Uh, but I'm going to play something off of their second record from 1984 called Violence and Force. And that came out through Megaforce Records. And it just just as exciting and full of energy as the debut. But I think it just kind of has a little more um, refinement to it, I guess. Uh, the playing is just a little tighter. The production's a little bit better. And uh, still, still very 80s production for sure. But um, it just kind of cleans up a little bit of the sloppiness from the debut. And uh, I, to me, I think this is their, their best record right here. So here we go off of 1984's Violence and Force. This is Exciter with Delivering to the Master. <laughs> Thank you. 
There we go. That's Exciter from Canada with Delivering to the Master. They have a lot speedier songs than that, but I've always liked that one. I just thought it was a really catchy one, uh, being one of their slower ones. It's a nice kind of change of pace tune on the album. All right, we're going to Austria here. This is a band that I know virtually nothing about. It's, I guess, technically a one-man band, although I've seen some uh, promotional photos that have two people in the photos, so I'm not really sure if it's been expanded to a two-person band or if one of those people was just a session member, who knows. But the band is Elende, which is E-L-L-E-N-D-E, from Austria. Uh, been going since 2011, and I don't know anything about them, and they just released their fourth album on September 30th called It's All in... I'm, I'm guessing German, uh, since they're from Austria, but it's like pronounced uh, Ellenbogen Gesellschaft, and it's super long word, but um, <laughs> that came out through AOP Records uh, on September 30th, as I said, but uh, fourth album, haven't heard of them before, it's just my friend Sean, former bandmate of mine, he's out in Colorado, um, whenever I made one of my one of my posts that I make on Fridays about new music that's come out. Um, I always say if there's anything of note that I'm leaving out or overlooking, just drop it in the comments because the whole point of it is that I want as many people as possible to not miss out. <laughs> if there's something cool that just came out, uh, I want everybody to know about it. So uh, Sean commented and said, well, this new Elinda album came out and it's excellent, you know, so I had never heard of them, so I listened to it and it's really good. It's really intense. I'm not sure how often I would listen to it because it seems like a lot of the songs on the album are very just like blast you in the face, full intensity, you know, and that can kind of get old after a little while, but it's really good and it's kind of reminiscent of like the last uh, And Oceans album where it's just very intense, very wall of sound, very in your face. It's a very just loud record. Um, but the production's very clear, the performances are really good, vocals are great, um, and yeah, it's just super intense, really, but haven't checked out, um, the first three records yet, of course, uh, this is still very fresh to me, but, uh, I was enjoying what I heard from this, uh, this new album, so I decided to share. So, off of this new fourth album, <laughs> called Ellenbogen Gesellschaft, <laughs> This is Elende with Abschied.
All right, love that ending. That was Elinda with Abshid. Um, it's a really cool album, and it's a really intense album. So if that uh, that song right there floated your boat, then uh, I think you'll enjoy the rest of that record as well. Uh, all right, we're going to Oslo, Norway here. This is a three-piece currently. Uh, I think it's been a four-piece at times, but it's a three-piece now. Been going since 2009. And frankly, one of my favorite uh, current black metal bands um, right now. The band is Dievel. And that features uh, Bard Faust, formerly of Emperor. He's uh, been their drummer for the last couple of albums. Uh, I think he'll, he's still there, so this upcoming album, he's on that one as well. So that'll be album number three for him. They've released seven records, or whenever this new one comes out at least. Um, that will be album number eight, I believe. So no idea what the album's called or when it's coming out, but they have released uh, a single just kind of out of nowhere on October 4th, so it's very fresh. Um, they're currently signed to Aftermath Records, so I assume that's who will be releasing their uh, upcoming one. But they've been so good recently. Um, the last few albums, it's mostly slower to kind of mid-tempo, but the vocals have been fantastic, the drumming's been great, it's been very kind of straightforward drumming, uh, but it's been very solid. And it's just so dark. The The music is so dark. And the imagery for the cover art and everything just fits the music perfectly. And it's just very bare bones, but they just do it so well. And uh, yeah, th this is one band that I keep coming back to uh, again and again whenever I'm just looking for stuff to listen to while I'm working or whatever. Um, but they have a new vocalist. I believe they had... Uh, Manavand, the former bass player from Urgahal, and I believe he's the singer for Cold Brawn as well. Um, he was in there for a while, for the last album or two, maybe, and then he's left, and they got a new vocalist for the last album, and, uh, and he was fit right in. His vocal style isn't that much different, so this will be, I guess, the second album with this, uh, this new vocalist. And um, he's really good, and this song is maybe has a little bit of a faster tempo to it than some of their other stuff, but not uh, nothing extreme here. We're not talking about Dark Funeral here, but um, it's a good tune. It's shorter as well. They've had some long songs on recent albums, and this is a, a slightly shorter tune, but it's, uh, it's very good, and it's got me ready for this new album whenever it comes out. So here we go, off of their, well whatever the album is going to be <laughs> this is their newest single that came out on October 4th this is Djevel with Kronet av en Vapnet Hand
There we go. That was Djevel with Kronet of Vapnet Hand. Um, yeah, that's an excellent song. And uh, if that's a sign of uh, things to come on this next album, then sign me up. I'm ready. All right, we're going to the UK here out of Newcastle. This is a classic, classic band. Been going since 79. It's Venom. Who doesn't love Venom? And I don't need to really talk about the background of Venom. We all kind of know that. But um, I'm going to play something off of an album that is very often overlooked. Um, and I actually kind of had it wrong uh, for a while there as well. That album is Calm Before the Storm that came out in 87. And for whatever reason, I thought that Kronos was out of the band after Possessed. Um for a long time. I mean, I, I realized I was wrong a few years ago, but for a long time I thought that this album was one that did not feature Chronos. Uh, I thought this was the first one to feature Tony Dolan, and uh, I was wrong because Primeval is the first one with uh, with Tony on there, but uh, yeah, so I learned that this one still featured Chronos and Abaddon, um, but Mantis was gone, and they had two guitar players uh, in the band for this album, and um, it's one that really kind of gets cast aside as not being a very good record. But when I listen to it, it does not sound like the early Venom records, uh, other than, you know, the singing of Kronos and the kind of somewhat sloppy but adequate drumming of Abaddon. Um, but this album is a victim of the name. So, like, since this is a Venom record, people had certain expectations for it, and they listened to it and said, Bleh, this sucks, you know. I listen to it, and I say, if this was, let's say, a Wasp album, if you took Kronos' voice off of it and put Blackie Lawless on it, it would be one of the better Wasp albums. Because <laughs> the songs aren't bad, and they're pretty catchy. And uh, it just kind of has a little bit of 80s cheese to it, which you're not used to hearing from Venom since they're kind of such a rough, you know, primitive uh, rock and roll type band. Uh, so the fact that this kind of has a little bit of that 80s sheen to it uh, since it was out in 87, you know, people kind of uh, turn their turn their nose up to it. Um, it's not a fantastic album by any means, but I do think that uh, it's it's not worthy of all the hate that it gets. There's a few really good tunes on there, like the one I'm going to play is, is probably my favorite, and the title track is another one that's very good, and they've even played that one live, I think, uh, within the past ten years or so. They've thrown that in the set list here and there. But yeah, this was their fifth album out of 15 is what they're up to now, but it was released through Film Tracks, which I've never heard of ever in my life, but that's what it, <laughs> that's what it said was the record label that released it, so I'm going to trust the internet on this one. So here we go. So don't think of this as a Venom album. Just listen to it for what it is, and it's not bad at all. Off of 1987's Calm Before the Storm, this is Venom with The Chanting of the Priests.
we go. Are you hearing it? Does that not sound like a Wasp album to you? Throw Blackie Lawless's voice on there, and that is a pretty good Wasp song right there. <laughs> I think this album actually featured uh, one of the guitar players from Cathedral as well. I forget his name, but he was one of the two guitar players on this album. But yeah, it's not a terrible album. So I don't know. I, it's never going to live up to uh, to black metal and, and welcome to hell, of course. And funny enough, Alan Averill, you know, from Primordial, he has a, a podcast as well called Agitators Anonymous that I listen to occasionally, but he goes off on political tangents all the time and I end up just turning it off. But he tends to alternate between like more serious, you know, um, social issues and political issues on one episode and then the next week he'll release something that's more like stories about being on tour in the 90s or you know what I mean so he kind of lightens it up here and there but yeah he released a lighter episode just this past week about Venom as a whole and just kind of his thoughts on Venom and the importance of Venom to the metal community and uh, just kind of breaks it down album by album of what he thinks of, of uh, their stuff uh, so it's interesting if you're interested in you know in checking it out Alright, we're jumping back to Norway here, out of Trondheim. This band's been going since 2002, and I guess it's technically a two-piece, but I think they have, you know, uh, live members that they utilize. But they're listed as kind of blackened doom, and really it's just really nasty doom with some rough production. Um, not really a whole lot of precision to the sound here, but that's kind of the idea, is to make it as ugly as possible. And that band is Faust Coven, and I've played them once before. And really, the first three albums are not particularly good, and to my ears at least. Um, they're just a little too rough and not quite memorable. Um, but their most recent album came out in 2018 called In the Shadow of Doom. And that came out through Nuclear War Now Productions. Um, that's their most recent one, their fourth album. And that one to me is better. The production's not as harsh. You can hear what's going on a bit better, but the songs are just better to me. Uh, it's still not one that I go back to that often, but I do. I bought it on uh, on Bandcamp, so I have it saved there. And every once in a while, I just kind of go back and listen when the mood strikes. But um, but yeah, it's certainly not bad. And I think some of the members and former members have you know gone on to uh, positions in other bands that you've probably heard of. So. Here we go, off of the fourth album, In the Shadow of Doom. This is Faust Coven with Yet He Walks.
There we have it. That is Faust Coven from Norway with Yet He Walks. Um, Alright, we're moving on to another one-man band from Germany here that's been going since 2017. And I kind of... Mis- I, I still don't remember who I was thinking they were. <laughs> but it was a mistake, and I checked this band out thinking it was somebody else. Uh, that had released a few albums, and then I checked this band out, and I was like, "Oh wait, what? This is their this is their debut? Like, who is this that I'm listening to?" But it wasn't bad by any means. Uh, the band is called Cavernous Gate, and uh, their debut album is coming out this week, actually, on October 14th uh, through Lupus Lounge. It's called Voices from a Fathomless Realm, and they released uh, a single off of it called "The Turning Veil," and it's a really cool song, and it's kind of epic funeral doom-ish but it's very kind of beautiful sounding and it's kind of cheesy as well with some of the keyboards and it just kind of feels like if summoning was just a doom band that used a lot of clean vocals and things like that Um, but it just feels very interesting I don't know it's hard to explain but it's just an interesting tune and it kind of caught my attention for being something that's just a little bit different uh, so yes, this album's coming out this Friday, and I'm definitely going to check out the rest of it. But I still, right now, I can't think of who the hell I was searching for whenever I came across this band and thought they were somebody else. But I'm glad I stumbled upon it. So here we go, off of the upcoming debut album, Voices from a Fathomless Realm. This is Cavernous Gate with The Turning Veil.
Alright, there we go. That is Cavernous Gate with the Turning Veil. Hope you guys liked that. I know that's a little bit different, a little out of the norm there. But I thought it was really interesting. Um, Alright, we're jumping back to Stockholm, Sweden here. This one is a five-piece band that's been going since 06, and they play uh, a really cool style of symphonic black metal. The band is Katharos, and I... I can't think of where I have come across them before. Um, they're not one that I've gone back to like too terribly often, but I must have seen something when this album just came out because uh, their most recent album is their second album that came out in May of this year through Willow Tip Records. Um, the album's called Of Lineages Long Forgotten, and it must have been some sort of advertisement of some sort uh, for this album, and I checked it out back then and thought it was cool, but I honestly hadn't gone back to it um, since then until I came across them recently on Spotify as like a similar artist to somebody else that I was listening to and it just kind of was one of those oh yeah you know forgot about those guys 
so I dove back into it again and um, and thoroughly enjoyed it. Like who knows, it probably still won't be one that I go back to <laughs> too terribly often, uh, but it is enjoyable to listen to at least. A little different than your Cradle of Filth and Duma Borgir and all that, but still very much so. Symphonic black metal, but uh, they do it well. So here we go off of their most recent album of Lineages Long Forgotten. This is Katharos with Those Hornclad.
All right, there we go. That was Katharos from Sweden with those horn-clad. That's some really cool symphonic black metal right there. I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's not mine all the time either. But uh, when I'm in the mood for it, that's pretty good. All right, time to uh, finish out the episode here. Thank you again for being patient with me and putting up with my uh, my tardiness with posting this episode. Um, the next one, as I said, should be released on time. So instead of being two weeks away, it'll be a week and a half away. I'll still release it on a, on a Sunday and just kind of get back on track with episode 129. Still trying to think of a good theme for episode 130. So if you come up with one, just send it my way. All right, let's finish strong here. We're going back to Germany, a three-piece band. Uh, they existed from 93 to 2002. That band is Nagelfar, and no, it is not the Nagelfar from Sweden. This is different, slightly different spelling. Um, but the singer, I mean, they had a different singer for the debut album, but the singer for the, the, the next two, because they only released three albums, uh, he ended up leaving this band to join the band and still um, and they released one or two albums I think with him on vocals and they're still listed as active but they haven't released anything in a very long time like nine years at least since they've released something so I really don't know what's going on there but this band is no more as of 2002 um, yeah it, it's really good black metal and the vocals were great. Even this vocalist on the uh, debut album uh, I thought was really good. And I just like the production of the debut as well. Um, so yeah, even though it's a different vocalist than the one I was just talking about from End Still, um, I'm going to play something off of that debut. It came out in 97 called Hunengrab im Herbst. I had no idea if I said that right, but uh, German's not my thing, man. I tried my best earlier. <laughs> And I'll try it again. Um, like the even the song title for this one, I'm going to struggle with. But yeah, this album came out in '97 through Kettenhund Records, and uh, they only ended up releasing three. So yeah, it was a it was a short career. They kind of remind me of a band like uh, Vindir from Norway, how they were just kind of this quick flash and released a few albums, but uh, those albums are kind of looked at as these, you know these kind of masterpiece records or whatever, but uh, probably not so much so for this band as far as popularity goes, but uh, the people who I know who are fans of this band say that all three of those albums are fantastic. There's there's not really a weak one in there, so... Um, so yeah, this one's a lengthy one. Um, you know I like to do that sometimes at the very end of the episodes. I'll play a longer song. So yes, this one's long, but it's got some nice twists and turns, and uh, it's a really cool tune. And a really cool record, so uh, hopefully you guys are, are into it. But yeah, I'll see you in about a week and a half with uh, with the next one. So here we go. going to try my very best here off of their debut album, Hunengrab im Herbst. This is Nagelfar with Schwanengesang. Cheers.
Ende zu neigen. 